0: Welcome to the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Liz Herrera, and I am your host, career coach, and job search ally. People strive to find career happiness, purpose, and satisfaction, and yet end up in a career path that does not align with their goals and overall purpose. If you are launching your career or ready for your next career move, this podcast will empower you to pave your path and take the action steps to get you where you need to be. Let's get started. All right, welcome to the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Liz Herrera and I am your host. And today we have a real treat for all of you. So this is the end of the year. It has been a long year and everyone has had their unique challenges. Uh, it's been difficult for for many of us uh, in our own unique way. And this is a time where people are starting to think about maybe setting new goals. Maybe they're on the job hunt. Um, so wherever you may be right now at this moment, one of the things that I always tell people is the importance of self-care. So when you are aspiring for a, you know a new goal, a new job, it can be draining. So you really have to take care of yourself. Uh, that is the most important aspect of whatever it is that you're chasing. So, so today uh, we have the pleasure of welcoming uh, a great colleague of mine, uh, Lauren Gallagher. Lauren, welcome. Thanks Liz, I'm
1: so excited to be here and, and excited to end your year with such an important topic.
0: Definitely. And you are the best person to talk about this stuff. So I thought I have to invite Lauren uh, to talk about, you know, self-care and really taking taking care of your mental health. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and introduce you so that everybody knows a little bit of your background and then we'll just dive right into it. Um, So Lauren is a licensed clinical professional counselor uh, working at UIC's College of Liberal Arts and Sciences as the assistant director of career development and internships. But Lauren is also a therapist and crisis worker at Thrive Counseling Center. Lauren loves exploring the intersections of career development and mental health while empowering others to be authentic, mindful, and practice self-love. And that is why you are here today. So Lauren, everywhere we turn, we are hearing the term self-care and the importance of self-care. So as a mental health professional, what are your your thoughts about this topic?
1: Yeah, you know, when I first started, even back in grad school, that was something that they always emphasized is make sure you take care of yourself. And back then, you know, it was always like, you know, make sure that you maintain good physical health, and you implement breaks in your day. And it was always about trying to find something that was going to be relaxing or something that was going to get your mind off of whatever it was. And I think at the start of the pandemic, there was such an emphasis on making sure that you maintain your routine, right? Get up at the same time that you normally would and, you know, eat the same breakfast that you normally would and take regular showers and that kind of thing. Um, But there was, you know, another emphasis to try all these new ways of coping, right? So we heard a lot of people who were trying new recipes and baking and incorporating stretch breaks and walks throughout their day. Um, you know, the importance of walking away from your computer, et cetera. And I, you know, while I think all of those things are really important and it's always important to kind of evaluate what's working and what's not working. I also think that, um, you know, there's times when you just lighting a candle and, you know, having a time for a bubble bath, isn't really enough. Um, and I, you know, as we're reading about all these motivational things, I came across this um, post about you know, self care isn't just drinking water and getting good rest. It's really about setting good boundaries and saying no to things and learning how to step away when things become overwhelming, and finding things that that really make you happy. And I think you know, self care is something that is unique to everybody. And so the first step is really just figuring out what self-care means to you and you know self-care can evolve on a day-to-day basis but I think that figuring out and and practicing that is super important right so if it's setting boundaries and saying no um Challenging yourself to really stick to that, and maybe finding an accountability partner, someone who can really make sure that you're saying no to some of those things. And I think around the holidays, at the end of the year, it can be challenging, um, but it's also a time when we feel really overwhelmed. And so, finding ways that you can create those breaks for yourself, I think, is super important. Um, and one thing that can, you know, really help you to figure out what self care is to you is, you know practicing different things, but also reflecting and trusting your gut. Um, you know, all of us have, you know, that that sense and that feeling of like, oh, this is working, this is not working. Mm-hmm. Um, and really paying attention to that is super important. So, you know, going back to this thing about self-care, I think that again, it's it's important, but it's also really tricky. And so right now is a really good time just to take a few steps back reflect on what's worked and what hasn't worked over this past year, um, and, and really try to find things that that aren't just, you know, tangential, like, you know, playing with Play-Doh or stepping outside, but more so, um, you know, creating better boundaries that is going to allow you some of that freedom and flexibility so that you aren't reaching a point of feeling exhausted and overwhelmed um, and all of that, so yeah, a lot of buzz right now, especially around uh, the word self care, um, but it it is super tricky.
0: And you know, Lauren, you said some things that really stood out to me, and I think this is these are things that we talk about with our students and you know with our clients. I, I always talk about being un, you we're all unique, and different things work for different for all of us because we're different. So for different people, mm-hmm. and so really recognizing you know our own triggers and our own, you know, what are the things that affect us? And when you talk about self-reflection and what works for you, what doesn't work for you, we are all different. So being able to recognize that, you know, so we get advice or we see things, but like, is that really gonna resonate with our daily lives and whatever our work looks like and our personal life? Uh, So I think that's really helpful. going beyond the superficial of, like you're saying, like lighting a candle and taking the bubble bath, like there's more to it. So like you said, setting, set, setting boundaries, uh, having accountability partners. I think that that's all great. So kind of going off of that, what are some strategies that you share uh, with your clients and with students that you believe are helpful yeah. So um, I
1: often use some of the same strategies when I'm working with clients um, and with students. I think, you know, especially as you're starting to work with someone, um, you know, the first step that we always focus on is reflection. And there's so many different ways that that you can reflect. And there's also been a lot of. Um, research and a lot more awareness around mindfulness. And so, you know, one thing is journaling, right? Whether that be, um, you know, scheduling time throughout your day, week, month to just sit down and write, create bullet points. Something that's helpful for me is just like lists or putting post-it notes with with things that are, um, you know, feeling overwhelming to me. Uh, meditation is also really helpful and, and meditation doesn't have to look like, you know, spending 30 minutes before bed or 30 minutes in the morning, um, you know, dedicated to, to meditation. But I think, you know, it could be just a couple of minutes where you reflect on the day and and set yourself up for, you know, preparing for, for what is to come throughout the day. Um, I think slowing down is also <laughs> just really important in terms of self-awareness and self-reflection because we we rarely do that and again it doesn't have to look like okay at the end of the day what happened today or first thing in the morning but it should be continuous and I don't think that it has to you know necessarily be structured but whatever way is working for you that you're making sure that that you're checking in with yourself and Um, you know, some things that I think could be really helpful are, um, you know, deep breathing things that you can practice throughout your day and people aren't aware of it, right? You don't have to schedule a time. It's something that you can do while you're walking around the block or while you're, you know, on a zoom call. Um, and it's something just to help you to reset and, and recognize, okay, something, something inside of me is, is making me feel, Overwhelmed. Something inside of me is making me feel like I'm struggling to catch my breath a little bit. And I think just you know counting can be really helpful. So just counting to ten and making sure you you take a pause in there, um, and just slowing down a little bit. Some other things that have been really helpful for for some clients that I've worked with is um, like a progressive muscle relaxation. And there's scripts that you can find online. But even sometimes it's helpful for me if I'm sitting in a meeting or if I'm sitting um, with family feeling really overwhelmed is maybe just like squeezing my fists and letting go, squeezing my toes and letting go and just kind of like working up through my body just because you hold tension in so many different places. And if you start to recognize like, okay, I'm waking up like really sore, then again, being mindful of where where that stress and, and where that tension is coming from is important.
0: That is such a great point. Like I think about that too. Like for me, I'm just to share, like I clench my teeth mm-hmm. and I feel that that's something that I have found. it's like, I love that you say like slowing down or recognizing and being aware of your body. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, meditation allows you to do that. Uh, yes. well, sorry, you were, you were going to say more. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I tried another thing with my students too. At the beginning of every class session, um, I try to do some form of mindfulness, whether that be just like doodling on a piece of paper or like just pre-writing. One thing that we try too is just recognizing your five senses. Um, And again, something that you can do literally anywhere if you're feeling overwhelmed um is just kind of like pausing recognizing five things that you can see and just naming them in your head four things that you can feel um three things that you can hear two things that you can smell and one thing that you can taste um and again it's just getting more in touch with your body and, and recognizing sort of where you are in that moment and um you know, we all have these sensations all the time throughout the day, but how often are we actually, like, actually recognizing those things, um, and so I think, you know, just taking, you know, five seconds to just kind of count down and, and just sort of be aware of your surroundings can help you to, to reset throughout the
0: day. Yes, resetting. I love that activity. I've seen you uh, do that activity with students. I think it's great, like, that self-awareness and to recognize and and just feel it out. Um, super important. So that's all. That that's all great. Now, thinking about job seekers, right? So you and I both know that being a job seeker is very draining and very stressful. What are some tips that you have for people that are on the job hunt that are experiencing, you know, something that is? You know, challenging or difficult to hear, you know, the the whole process when submitting applications, getting rejection or not hearing back from recruiters, that whole process alone uh, can be very draining. So what are some tips that you might have for people who are job searching right now in terms of taking care of their mental health?
1: I think, you know, the biggest thing is just acknowledging that it's draining and that it sucks. And it's really discouraging when there is just a lot of negative feedback and and you're struggling throughout the process. So I think the first piece is just acknowledging that it's hard, it's challenging, the process takes a lot of time and energy. Um, But again, the importance of setting boundaries. So for example, For me, LinkedIn is a huge trigger for me. If I go on, you know, the second you go on, you see people's updates, you see people starting new jobs. Um, At the beginning of the pandemic, it was a huge trigger when I saw people who were posting about losing their jobs. Um, And so for me, I had to swipe away those notifications and I would go weeks without checking LinkedIn Um, and, and recognizing what resources are beneficial for you and and what resources maybe aren't. Um, And, you know, maybe turning off some notifications, setting um, timers on your screen so you're not, you know, in the app for hours during the day. So um, I think, you know, finding resources that work finding resources that don't and then also recognizing what those triggers are. Um and I think social media can be a huge trigger. Um and like I said, specifically LinkedIn for me. Um but the other thing too is recognizing it's okay to not be productive. Um you know I I think there's this pressure for for those who are are seeking jobs that that's what you're doing 247, right? Is that you're you know, fine tuning your resume, that you're connecting with people, that you're applying to jobs. And um, again, it's a long draining process and it's okay to have days or weeks that, that you're not productive. Um, And I think, you know, one thing that I talk about a lot with students and clients is just, you need to be authentic and be honest, right? So it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to tell others that, right? And so, especially around the holidays when people are asking like, oh, how are you doing? I think it's so important to, to ask the question like, r- no, really, how are you doing, right? Um, and, and if you acknowledge like I'm really struggling in this job search process or I just don't have any motivation to, to search for jobs or to apply to jobs right now, I think that's okay. And, and actually that might even create some motivation, right? So if you are sharing that with people and if you're saying like, hey, I'm struggling. I'm not motivated. I'm feeling really discouraged. Um, That can also be extremely helpful for for people to hear um, and also kind of help you intrinsically by saying it out loud, by recognizing it with other people. That in and of itself could, could be a turning point so that you feel like, okay, I've owned it. I've acknowledged it. Now, what am I going to do? What are some steps that I can take to, to try to turn that around? Um, so I think just, again, being authentic and, and acknowledging that, um, you know, recognizing that what you're doing is enough, having some self-love. Um, and, you know, there's a lot that we can't control right now. Um, and it it's extremely, you know, discouraging and overwhelming for a lot of us. We, we hear about, depression and substance use rates being on the rise, but I think it's important to, to celebrate your daily victories and, and also, um, again, recognize that that what you're doing is enough and, and where you are is okay um, and take each day as it comes.
0: Yeah, those are, some, those are all really great points, Lauren. And I think that one of the things that really stood out that you said, it's like, it's okay to be unproductive. And sometimes you, you know, when you feel like you're not really making an impact in your job search, which you probably are, but because you're not feeling that you're getting that traction, you feel like, okay, I'm not being productive. I cannot afford to take time off. But sometimes like when you do take that time, you recharge and then you get back to it. And even when you're interviewing, I, I know what I would tell some of my clients or students and I could feel their frustration even through a mock interview. And I'm like, all right, we gotta pause because if you go to a job interview and they see that, you know, they don't know everything that you've been through. You have to, you have to put your best foot forward. So if you're feeling that those feelings are coming out in the job interview, then it's time to step back, and it's okay to do that. It's okay to take breaks, uh, and especially you know during these times. I'll, I'll quickly share. I was talking to to someone recently that's looking for for a job, and she took time off of work so that she can you know, go on the job hunt. And she's like, Oh my goodness, Liz. She's like, I didn't do anything. And it felt good to just take some time. And I think it was so important and great that she was, that she had that self-awareness. Like, I just need some time to sleep, catch up on sleep or just do nothing. And um, sometimes that's what we need. We all need that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So those are really great points. Now we talk about relationships and, you know, I always tell people, that you have to surround yourself with your allies, right? So like, you're one of my allies uh, and, and you know, having your tribe, anytime you have a goal or something that you are working toward, you need that support, that network of people. What are your thoughts on on relationships?
1: I think relationships are just integral to self-care. And there's actually a lot of research um that is done about just the importance of relationships on our health. Um and there's there's actually some research done. It's the longest standing research. Um it's the Happiness TED Talk. Um and they did a longitudinal study with a group of people and they're continuing it. Um and you know they do assessments and they do physicals and they just they research every part of, of someone's well-being and they are continuing to find that relationships are the greatest predictor of happiness. And so focusing on those relationships, you know, if there's someone who you haven't talked to in a while, or if there's, you know, someone that, that, you know, is, is causing you some stress and, and anxiety it, is really spending some time and working on that. Cause that can be the, the really the greatest predictor of happiness. And I think that you know, for us, there's, we talk about this all the time, right, with students is that there's so much um, to be said about storytelling. And I think that is really our greatest asset is our unique story, right? And so talking to people and sharing that story and and having those meaningful conversations, um, I mean, that's what I love most about counseling. That's what I love most about working with students is that we're not here to give advice. We're not here to say, oh, you should do this and this and this. We're just here to listen. And so, um, you know, I think that as you start to have more conversations and build those relationships, you're going to, to find really unique things about yourself, um, about other people. You're going to start to identify patterns and you're going to start to identify um, things that that you might not have noticed. And so I think that Building those relationships and spending time talking to people and hearing those stories and sharing your own stories um, is one of one of our greatest assets. And I certainly encourage students and clients to to continue to talk to people um, and to have those people who are sort of in your back pocket that you can go to when when certain things come up, right? You know that you you have a friend or family member that you can go to when you just need to go for a walk or someone that you need to help build you up, right? And so, finding those people and finding um, those resources that are going to help you in those times of need is so 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 important.
0: Yeah, your cheerleaders. I always say, you know, I love mm-hmm. that. Like people that will build you up, people that are positive, people that will re-energize you, uh, and yeah, like you said, you know, even people like like us that we work in student-facing roles. It's like we're there to listen, to support, and facilitate uh or you know your mentor reaching out to your mentors, uh people that, that you trust. So I think that's so important. And I always tell I always tell clients, the job search, you you never go about it alone. You always need a group of people to essentially go through that process with you. Because uh, it can be, it can be a, a scary place and it can, it can be draining. Um,
1: yeah. And I hear that a lot from students and who, who are on the job search and they're getting a lot of pressure, right? There's a lot of pressure from family. There's a lot of pressure from society. And so you, it becomes this very isolating process because you feel like you have to, you know, kind of prove that you're being productive and prove that you're, you know, finding jobs and that you're applying and, like be able to say, hey, see, I I sent this many applications in today, or I connected with this many people. Um, And I think that pressure that we feel is real, and and again, can be very isolating and really damaging to the whole search. So I love what you said about, you know, we're not in this process alone, no process are you, are you ever doing alone. And so it's important to find those people and find those resources. And if you don't have those people, right, start to form those relationships and um, find, you know, supports through advisors, counselors, whoever it might be who can help you through that process of building those relationships.
0: That's right. Well, this is a fantastic topic. And yes, I wanted to end my season with something positive and, and just giving people that, that hope and, and, and inspiration and, you know, that it's not just hustle and bustle. Right. And you and I talk about this all the time, like, okay, even, you know, taking some vacation time, you know, <laughs> stepping back, um, recharging that battery. Right. So you talked about a lot of important things today. What are a few key takeaways, if, if someone can take something away from today's conversation, what, what would be some of those key takeaways?
1: I think the biggest thing is knowing that what you're doing is enough and that where you are is okay. Um, having that self-love, being grateful for the things that are happening right now and recognizing that and owning that. Um, and if there's things that aren't working, then finding those supports that, that can help you through that um i think gratitude mindfulness being authentic and loving yourself are probably the biggest takeaways that that i can share um and through that is where you're going to find the the self care that works best for you
0: well said lauren I, you know i think the world of you you're fabulous and you have such a great insight uh so You are very resourceful, and I'm sure people are going to want to connect with you. How can people find you? How can people connect with you?
1: The easiest way is LinkedIn. I know I said it's a big trigger for me, and sometimes I don't check it as regularly, but if you message me, um, then that is the best place for me to, to respond to you. And, and please reach out for any resources. If, if I don't have something, I will connect with people and, and help you in, in any way that I can. Um, so please feel free to reach out, message me. Um, I'd love to connect.
0: Well, thank you again, Lauren. I'm very grateful to you uh, and everyone. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and that you are inspired and basically take a break. yes all right until next time thank you Liz all right right, so that was the last episode of season one thank you so much for being a loyal listener and I look forward to reconnecting with you in the new year I have more great interviews lined up and episodes to inspire you and your new year goals make sure to check out my website at lizcareercoaching.net to learn more about some new programs I will be launching in the new year. Lastly, you can also view my interviews on my YouTube channel, Liz Career Coaching. All right, sending positive vibes your way with lots of love, your host, Career Coach, and Job Search Ally.